Welcome to On the Prowl. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of On the Prowl Podcast. Hope everyone had a great Christmas and a good holiday break. I'm Robert Roden. And I'm Remy Johnson. Thank you for listening to us today. Today on this episode, we have Michael Wallace with us. He is the Grind City Media Senior Editor and NBA Analyst. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, man. Happy holidays, guys. Glad to be on with you. Glad to Happy have holidays. you on. Glad to have you on, man. How you doing? For sure, man. Hey, just trying to, uh, first and foremost, stay safe. You know what I mean? It's, it's still difficult out here. December has been a brutal month with the COVID. Um, so I'm hoping that you and your families are, are definitely safe and, and and secure. And, uh, you know, as we try to push through, man, and get, get into 2021 with some positive vibes. Oh, yeah, I definitely feel that. Well, I think it was last week we heard you and Eric Kasatan talk about us on the Grizzlies radio telecast for one of the preseason games. We appreciate you talking about us, and that's what made us want to reach out to you and have you on this episode with us. So if you mind talking more about or how you found out about us. Yeah, yeah, no problem at all, man. I tell you what, it's it's one of the, one of the joys of my job is being able to uh, do broadcasts and uh, and be on, you know, the pro, pregame, uh, halftime, and postgame TV show with my guys on Fox Sports uh, Southeast. Um, and, and also to be with Eric Hasseltown on the radio call, splitting duties with Eric, uh, with uh, Elliot Perry. And uh, we were on one of the preseason games and, and Eric brought up that, you know, hey, man, it's this hot young podcast that's that's popping off in the city that's covering our main team and the Grizzlies like no other podcast out there. And uh, he said that he had a chance to be on with you guys and enjoyed it. And he was like, Mike, you should go ahead and jump on too, man. They would love to have you. And I said, hey, anybody showing the Grizzlies love, no matter what format, how they doing it, I'm with it. And uh, if, there, if there's any way we can spread, you know, the Grind City Media brand and, and, and the sharing, talking about our team, uh, I'm, I'm all for it, man. So one thing led to another. You reached out. You guys reached out. We made the connection through our PR department. And here we are, chopping it up right now, man, as we head into 2021. Hey, man, I really appreciate that. Robert does, I do. I mean, it's a big deal. So thank you so much. Hey, no problem, man. Hey, listen, it's, it's energy, man. It's positive energy both ways, man. And listen, I was once in y'all's situation, you know, trying to stay on the grind, trying to get my name and my label and my brand up. And uh, I'm definitely here to help in any kind of way, man, do that. So long as you guys keep it positive and 100, you know, you guys got fans in Grind City Media. I can tell you that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. What got you into it? Like this whole sports media, sports communication? What what got you into this whole business in general? Man, well, it, it started, you know, well before both of you guys were born. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's one of those situations, man, where, you know, I, I wanted to be, I was a high school athlete. I was a recruitable uh, college athlete going from high school to college, uh, playing ball. And, um, you know, I just didn't have the talent to take it to that next level and sustain. But I always knew I wanted to be around sports. Yeah. I knew that I could tell the stories of guys who who, who were playing sports. And uh, going to a HBCU, Grambling State University, um, at a time when I did, when legendary coach, football coach Eddie Robinson was still there, putting together a resume that included the most wins in Division One football history at the time, uh, I had a natural way to tell a, a global story about one of the most fascinating men uh, sports figures of all time. And um, that pretty much got me into sports writing as, as, as in, in co- at the college level. And then one thing just led to another coming out of it from there. And so to go back from that up until now, I've had to transform um, to be more of a digital guy as opposed to just a, a newspaper writer. Yeah. You know, you know, podcasts and videos and all these other things that you see now. I'm, I'm having to learn on the fly. And, and uh, thankfully, man, I'm blessed enough to have the opportunity to do it. Yeah, man, for sure. I mean, technology is definitely advancing day by day. So uh, we all have to go at it. But I mean, you're doing it, man. I mean, 
Michael Wallace is a big name. So you're definitely doing something right. Hey, you guys are too. You know what I mean? The fact that, you know, it, it's not easy to, to, to reach out and, and to try to make connections like this. Um, and, and that shows how much you guys are, are gunning for this and how much you really want to do it. Um, it's a labor of love. And, and I think both of you all are united by the fact that you love what you do. You love the sport of basketball. And there's a common interest in doing it, covering a team like the Memphis Grizzlies and the NBA. And as long as you are willing to do it for free and work at your craft, guess what? When you start getting paid, it's going to be bonus. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. like money on top of of joy is what it's all about. So I feel like, you know, there's really days where I feel like I'm actually working. It's, it's I'm doing what I love to do and, and I happen to get compensated for doing it. So you guys are, keep doing what you're doing, man. And y'all going, even if there's no doors opening up right now, you're going to eventually be able to kick one in and make your own lane and make your own space. Believe me. Thank you for that. Thank it's you. Some kind words for me. Well, you appear on Rise and Grind each morning, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of times each week, uh, especially on uh, Grizzlies game days. Yes. Jessica Benson and Devin Walker has both been on our show. And so we're pleased to add you to our list of great guests. <laughs> hey, those, hey, listen, man, Devin Walker, I, I learn a lot from him every single day. I, I would say Devin keeps me young. You know, I'm not the most social media savvy person there is, um, but but he tells me what's important uh, in terms of staying connected on social media. And uh, whenever I have a question, man, I lean on him. No play, no, no, nobody on our team and on our staff is closer to our players than, than Devin uh, in terms of being able to relate and reach out to those guys. So shout out to him for that. And Jessica Benson, man, a pro's pro. You know what I mean? She's one of the most unique voices, uh, female voice, but she knows her games. She knows sports. And um, uh, we're lucky to have her at Grind City Media because, you know, again, she makes us better. She she came aboard and made our team immediately better. And we still just scratching the surface with what she can do. Oh, yeah. I mean, being a being a woman in, in the sports field is already hard as it is. So, I mean, she had to break so many barriers getting to where she is right now. So, I mean, you know, she has that that. Um, she, and not only does she have it, it's, it's like, you know. I don't even look at her. I, I mean, obviously, for what she is, is a phenomenal woman in, in this industry. And we have, you know, Kelsey Wright Johnson as well. We have Megan Triplett as well. Um, you know, behind the scenes, we have so many people, uh, so many fascinating women. But they come and do the job, regardless of gender, regardless of age, regardless of race. And I would stack their knowledge of sports up and their ability to tell stories up against anybody. And, um, you know, that that's that's the truest testament to them as professionals. Oh, yeah. We've also been very lucky to have Rob Fisher and Pete Pranka as well. Another great group of guys who are always on great. It's great to hear their voice on Grizzlies telecast for Grizzlies games. And, and those two guys were two of the most welcoming. Those two guys, plus Eric Hasseltine and then, and then obviously my man Brevin Knight. I mean, no one welcomed me more when I was coming from ESPN and, and making the transition from Miami to Memphis than that group right there. And, um, you know, Pete Pranica is a guy that I learned something from every single time I see him, every single day. There's something about how he prepares, how he communicates, um, how he shows up for work, some nugget of information that he has that I wish I would have uncovered, but I can cheat and get it from him. Every single time I'm around Pete Pranica, I'm learning something. And uh, he's an inspiration to me from that standpoint. Rob Fisher, man, there's no, I mean, you can't find a guy with a bigger heart and a bigger love for his craft and what he does and what, what he represents. And, um, you know, that was a guy that he could have been big timing a lot of people. And, and every time I see him, he's giving his time and his smile uh, to people who are, who we know and people who we don't know, just because that's the kind of genuine person that he is. So I'm surrounded by a great group, man. And it's like, I'm the lucky one to be involved in this situation for sure. I think the fans are the lucky ones. I mean, this camaraderie, 
that this Grizzlies crew has. I mean, you can you can hear it listening to them. You can see it watching them. I mean, it's it, the camaraderie is there. It's, it makes being a Grizzlies fan fun when the crew is all together, whether that be the team, whether that be behind the scenes. I mean, it's all great. And mm-hmm. I, that's why I love being a Grizzlies fan, number one. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? And you hadn't even mentioned anything on the court yet. You just mentioned in terms of the coverage and, and, and the people who are presenting the team to you. And that means a lot to hear that because, you know, I, we, we can't fake this, man. I mean, it's like I, I've been around long enough to know broadcast groups and, and, and staff that don't get along and, and can't. The moment that they can get away from each other, they're away from each other. But whether we're on the road and obviously pan, the pandemic has, has changed the way we cover things. But, you know, when we're on the road, we're all together. We're on the back of the bus and we have players like the players and coaches look back at us in the back of the bus and wonder, man, what are these guys up to? It's the <laughs> broadcast crew. We call our team when we're on the team plane with the back of the plane crew. You know what I mean? Because it's the broadcast team sitting in the back of the plane. Yep. You know, a little bit of everything, man. And it's, um, you know, uh, it's tough enough for us to be away from our families when we do this, do this job, because there's so many days that we're away. Um, but it still feels like you're around family when the family's right there too with you. And, and we consider each other family for sure. With Grindson and Media, how is it like the opportunity to work alongside of great named staff, like you've already mentioned, and like great players, but even better having like representing the city of 901 in Memphis? How is it? How does it feel to be able to do that every day, each morning when you wake up and go to the FedEx Forum to work? Well, well, the, the, what makes Memphis beautiful, what makes Memphis different. Um, from anywhere else that I've experienced. And I've been around some, I've, I've lived and worked in some great cities across this country, man. I mean, Miami, um, New Orleans, you know, I, I've been on the East Coast covering the ACC, uh, ACC basketball. I've been to Durham in North Carolina and, you know, uh, Atlanta. I, I've, I've covered the SEC from one end to the other, um, you know, and, and I've covered the, the NFL and, and the NBA. And, what makes Memphis different is that I can walk out of my building. I, I can walk downstairs into my lobby and between leaving my build, leaving le- between leaving uh, uh, my lobby and getting to my, the parking lot where I'm parked, I'm going to see two or three people want to talk to me about the Grizzlies. But if, before they say, hey, what's going on with the Grizzlies, they're going to say, hey, how's your son doing? What's going on with you and, 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 and such and such? Have you tried this place over here to eat yet? Hey, when can, uh, when can we, you know, it's, it's that genuine love of, yeah. of of being, you know, somebody that they can wrap their arms around. And when you feel that kind of love in a place, you want to return that as much as you can. Everybody in my building knows that I work for the Grizzlies and they don't bother me about the Grizzlies as much as they just want to just, you know, be a part of who I am and get to know me as a person too. And that means something. And when I go into the arena, I know everyone's name. You know what I mean? Whether whether they're a concession worker or whether they're a security guard or whoever they are, because you feel like you're working with these people to bring the best stories out each day to, to the community here. And um, that that really is what drives me uh, to do what I do, because I, I, I see how much it's appreciated and how much they want more. And um, it, 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 it's an honor to work for Grind City Media to create our own brand and tell our own team stories our own way. Like you said, I mean, this is such a close knit city. I mean, everybody's here to come together as one to create better, like you were saying. So, I mean, I really appreciate hearing that. And that's and that's what, um, you know, like this is our 20th year in Memphis. 
um, you know, you guys aren't too much older than 20, you know what I'm saying? Um, or in that same range or whatever. Yeah. So that means you grew up with this team here. If, if you're around this area, um, you know, and, and the thing about the Grizzlies is that something that they were created, uh, for this generation. And now they've been retrofitted with this next gen Grizzlies to grow to the next stage of fandom. So, you know, you're getting a lot of that when you look at guys like John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. And Brandon Clark, you know what I mean? Taylor Jenkins being the second or third youngest coach in the league, the organization, the basketball side being run by one of the youngest executives on the basketball side in the league. So there's a youth movement here uh, that, that, that you can see that energy and that flow coming. And uh, it's connecting the community, man, because the grit and grind, all heart, Tony Allen, Zebo, and those guys, you got that fan group connecting with the young next gen fan group. And it's all one big happy family, man. And, and that's, that's what makes this group come together so easy. Well, speaking of the Grizzlies and John Morant, as of last night in the Brooklyn game, he had an apparent injury, which made us all scared for the season. And he got rolled out into a wheelchair, but later on came back in a boot and cheered his team on for the victory on the bench wearing the boot. Ramey and I are graduates of a local high school here in Memphis where Chris Chioza went to high school. And so White Station, kind of- White Station, stand up, stand up, White Station. I got you. <laughs> Hey, see, y'all didn't think I knew that, man. But I'm telling you, when you tapped into the community, you know what's going on. I know cheese. I know cheese. I'm I'm good with cheese. So we good. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's always good to see White Station alums on TV, but not when they're playing the Grizzlies. We're good after we beat them. That's that's what we have to say. (laughs) But anyway, anyways, like, what are your thoughts on, like, this Grizzlies young core with adding Xavier Tillman, Desmond Bain, Killian Tilly, Sean McDermott? Justice Winslow, who hadn't played a game yet in a Grizzlies uniform. But what are your overall thoughts on just adding all these young pieces to the new team? I I think it it fits because when you look at the Grizzlies, they're the second youngest team in the league behind the Minnesota Timberwolves. So the average age is around 23, 24 years old. All of these guys are, are, are in the same. I mean, everybody's different and unique. They have different and unique games. But they all are experiencing life at the same stage, at the same age for the most part. And that gives them a, a natural ability to connect both on the court and off the court. And when you can build that kind of camaraderie and chemistry with someone off the court, it tends to translate to you willing your willingness to want to work with them on the court. So what I'm saying by that is it's natural for Ja to welcome in a rookie class and guys like Desmond Bain. Because guess what? It was just last year when Ja was the rookie being welcomed in by Jaron Jackson Jr., and it was just a year before that when Jaron Jackson Jr. was the rookie being welcomed in by Dylan Brooks. So when you look at how this team is stacked up and then you bring in unselfish mid-career veterans, you know, like Tyus Jones and like Kyle Anderson and like Jonas Valanciunas, these are all guys that have a team first mindset. And if you give them the ability to want to produce and a role to produce, they're going to open things up for these young guys to continue to come along too. There's no jealousy on this team. Everybody has a chance. There's no uh, uh, envy on this team in terms of who's having a big night. Everybody can have a big night, as we saw the other night. Kyle Anderson led the team in scoring one night. John Morant can do it the next night. Jonas Valanciunas does it one night. Dylan Brooks does it the next night. So any given game, uh, there's somebody else that's stepping up to share in your teammates' success. If you're just as happy when they have a big night as you are when you have a big night, then that means everybody's capable of having a big night. Oh, yeah. Last night, I mean, you saw how – Everybody stepped up to produce a big game. I mean, Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks, and not just them. I mean, everybody. Everybody had a great night last night, and that led to a Grizzlies win while our star, future star, well, current star and future star, 
mm-hmm. went out. So how do you think we'll fare with Jaw out with with all of our injuries right now? Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's, it's no question about that. There's no way to get around that. You know, just when you're thinking, okay, let's hold the rope until Jaron gets back and see this picture come together. Uh, you could get dealt a devastating blow to see Ja go off the way he did. And we're still looking to see uh, where the extent of, of this is in terms of how many exact games he's going to miss. Um, but but he's going to he's not going to be rushed back. I could tell you that much for sure. Um, the one thing that comes to mind is that Ja went through this a year ago when he took that early difficult fall against the Indiana Pacers uh, mm-hmm. when he hurt his neck. And then he was out for you know a week or so. And, and he came back and he came back and, and went on a tear to end up setting the stage to become rookie of the year. So I have no question that John Morant, when he gets right, he's going to come back ready to roll. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take and, and can these pieces come back together and finally fit because we know the talent and potential that they have. It's just going to have to go through some growing pains in order to get there. Well, oh, yeah. with also having Coach Jenkins and his some of his new coaches that he's added to his staff, they've also produced some good plays and like some good players to fill in last night in the Nets game to replace John Morant, as well as minute restrictions. But it just overall, it, it looked like they were all happy to be there, not not fighting for minutes to play or who wants the ball to shoot. They just all look like they're happy and enjoying it. They do. They do, man. And, and, and I think they pulled together because they knew that they were facing adversity. Taylor Jenkins always talks about, OK, what are you going to do? Adversity is going to come. It's inevitable. And it's not about what can you do to avoid adversity. It's about what you're going to do when it finally shows up. And are you going to pack it in and, and succumb to it? Or are you going to try to rise and meet the challenge head on? And look, all of these guys are getting a check. Like every single one that bounced the ball last night or the other night or any given night, they're getting a check to do their job. So these are professionals. These aren't people that's just doing this for a hobby and, you know, they got to go to work tonight and and work an overnight shift. No, they're basketball players. And, you know, everybody that's in this league is a professional basketball player. So you have to still do your job under tough circumstances, man. And if, you know, there's no comparison, but if this year has taught us anything, man, we still have to find a way to fight through a lot of adversity that we're fe- facing both in our profession, in our family life, at home, at work, on the job, uh, in, in our relationships, we still got to wake up. And, and if we get a chance to breathe or to go to work the next day or get a chance to play this sport that we love or be around this sport that we love, then it's a blessing. And if you have a blessing, then you have an obligation to go out and give it your all. And that's what you're seeing in this team right now. Uh, yes, we aren't healthy. We aren't 100% healthy, but we're 100% happy. I mean, you saw those guys last night. That that team chemistry was 100%. And I mean, it starts with the coaching too. Great coaching and great playing won us that game last night. So, I mean, I think mm-hmm. we can carry it on. I call it a culture win. I I, I call it, you know, this was a culture building victory uh, for the Grizzlies. This is a culture building moment for the Grizzlies. And if you go back to one of the pieces I wrote coming into the regular season, I wrote about the championship culture being established here. And when when Zach Kleiman talks about the North Star being to be able to compete one day for multiple championships and Taylor Jenkins comes right behind that and talks about fortifying the foundation from the ground up, then what you basically have there is the ceiling that's set at a championship level and the floor that's being fortified so you can have something to stand on to get yourself to that point. And so in between that ceiling and that floor is a young team grappling to find its way. And it's not going to get easy. I can tell you this, it's going to get tougher before it becomes easier. It's going to get harder before it gets, you know, you're going to, you're going to hurt before it starts to feel like it's healing a little bit, just because that's the nature of being a young team in the NBA. But uh, the Grizzlies are building it the right way. And uh, if, if there's patience, if there's perspective, and if there's a lack of panic, I think all three of these things and all of these things that we're talking about can come to fruition. Oh yeah. I totally agree with that. 
and you put it the right way. Well, Michael, we really appreciate having you on the show with us on On the Proud podcast. It's been a really great episode. Oh, yeah. If, if you want to stick around for a couple minutes after the show, we'd love to have you. I'm Robert Roden. I'm Amy Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time on the prowl. With the boys, yeah, we swoops, yeah, we swoops. And we got them high blocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot. With the Mercedes Benz in the coop, in the coop. And this shit's so fing hard, it's on loop, it's on loop.